This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking about these Knicks and Tom Thibodeau's bunch, a team that not too long ago, correct me if I'm wrong, and you know who you are, because I remember hearing from you. Some of you wanted the coach gone. Coach wasn't the right one for the team. Got to move on. Too dead set in his ways. Team doesn't maybe necessarily believe what he's preaching. Too old school for this current brand of basketball. Doesn't maybe relate to the younger players. Oh, why isn't he playing this guy more? Why isn't Obi getting more minutes? Right? You know, why is he sitting RJ for long stretches? I mean, the game of contract extension. What's the matter? Why aren't they going to play him? If they sign him, you got to play him. All these things, right? Like, just, just piling on, coming up with all these excuses. Well, now the coach doesn't seem to be the problem, does he? Not that he was ever the problem, in my opinion. But it's incredible that this team has come as far as they have in really a short amount of time. Because, I mean, there were games earlier this season. Like, if you want to go back, you know, even at the turn of the new year, to where they were losing some games where you scratch your head and said, how is that even possible? Blowing leads that they had no business blowing. Right? I mean, remember the, the the Martin Luther King Day game stands out to me at the Garden against the Raptors in the afternoon when they lost that game in overtime. And you're saying to yourself, how are they losing these games? And then the, lo- the losses would just fester and they'd go on these funks and then they would have defensive meltdowns where they're giving up, you know, almost a buck 40 to the Atlanta Hawks on a given night. And why is it that the Hawks seem to have players and everybody, you know, on the other team Always seems to get it done during crunch time. Remember those games, the Atlanta games, and DeJounte Murray was taken over, and they had no answers for him, and how is this even possible? Well, it's funny how it changes, right? Because now this team looks poised to exceed whatever crazy expectations you might have had for them at the beginning of the season. Right now, there is no reason to think why the Knicks should not be among the top four in the Eastern Conference when it's all said and done, and why you shouldn't think that they're not capable of winning a first-round series. Because when I look at the Eastern Conference right now, I see definitely two potential roadblocks. One is Milwaukee. The other would be Boston. Despite the fact that they beat them twice this week, I I, I don't love the matchup over a seven-game series. Boston will find a way to emerge as the better basketball team over the Knicks in a seven-game series. I think we're in agreement on that one. Philadelphia's got the unguardable Joel Embiid, and that's a horrible matchup. You throw in James Harden. James Harden, by the way, has got a triple-double tonight in the first half in their game against the Indiana Pacers. Got a triple-double, okay? But other than that, all bets are off. Even Cleveland. So then it means get around. Get a series, and then you never know what could happen after that. And I know we all kind of questioned where this program was heading over the summer, right? We didn't know exactly if this was the right mix. Hell, I'm going to go back to the coach thing for a second. I mean, there were rumblings whether or not the people in the front office were all sold on Tibbs. And that there were maybe a couple of guys who had his back and a couple of guys pounding the table a little bit more forceful than others were to justify keeping him on as the head coach. And others decided, you know what, maybe it might be time to move on. Glad they didn't. Right? They made a decision not to make the trade for Donovan Mitchell. They re-sign R.J. Barrett. 
re-sign Mitchell Robinson. Give all that money to Jalen Brunson. I would say the mix has worked out pretty well. Now, I think we can all agree that they still need to go get that number one guy because they don't have one on this team. As great as Randall's been, as great as Brunson's been, they still need to get that one superstar, the one Batman. I don't think that's Randall. I don't think that's Brunson. They're really good 1As. It would be nice. We'll say 1A, right? But they need to go get guy who's even more of the guy if you really want to get to that next step. Look, getting to where the Knicks are right now, yeah, I know that it seems hard and it seems like you've moved mountains for decades with this team, but they're finally here despite all the turnover, despite all the turmoil, whatever you want to call it. They got to this point, though. But going from a good team to a great team, that's where only so few get. And to be able to get to that point, I think if you're the Knicks, you must go bring in a game changer. They've got a couple real good players, the Knicks. They don't have game changers, right? You know, like when we had the All-Star game a couple of weeks ago, for those of you that watched it, Julius Randle was there. Jalen Brunson should have been there. And when he did the whole stupid, you know, picking teams thing with LeBron and Giannis, you know, Julius Randle was a guy that got picked to, you know, be on the bench, be part of that next tier of players. But he's not a starter. He ain't one of those top five, top tens. And I know that those are special guys in the league. But you got to go get one. You got to try to get one. It's nice building it this way, right? Try to incorporate as many homegrown players as possible. But if you really want to turn the corner, there's somebody else that's out there. And that's when this team is really going to be mentioned with the likes of the Milwaukee's and the Boston's and, you know, whatever teams you want to lump into that category in the other conference. Think about it. You know, Phoenix was a team that, yeah, they went to the finals a couple of years ago. Yeah, they've got talent. You know, Booker's one of the top players, but dealing with injuries this year and so on and so forth. You know, they were kind of middle of the pack there in the Western Conference, but now you put KD over there. It doesn't matter what position they're in right now. You think that they could win a championship because they have that guy. Knicks need to still get that guy. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Let's go to the phones. Let's say hi to Vinny. Staten Island up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Vin, how we doing? What's going on, Dan? How are you? Vinny, outstanding. Yeah, What's up? I think, I think you're a little off base here. I think the, the Knicks are building it the right way. Randall is top seven, eight player in the league right now. Brunson's top two or three point guard in the league right now. These kids are all young. Mitchell Robinson's playing like a beast. Hawk coming off the bench. Quickly could be an all-star grind. These guys are growing together. They're all 22, 23 years old with the exception of, uh, with the exception of Randall. They're all young kids. This team, this team is going to get better. This is the way you build a team. You don't go get a Kevin Durant. What is Kevin Durant going to do with Devin Booker? Kevin Durant's going to get hurt again. What's Kyrie Irving doing with Luka Doncic? Nothing. You know, Vinny. What's James Harden doing with Vinny. Nothing. Vinny, if Nothing. you got this word. This team beat Boston three times. Vinny, it's the regular season. Vin, if Kevin Durant, on, uh, be honest with me. If Kevin Durant, if word got out, Kevin Durant wants to come play for the Knicks, you wouldn't take Kevin Durant on your team? I wouldn't give away quickly and Grimes because that's what you would have to give away. No way. What do I want him for? 
He's going to get hurt. <laughs> Come on, Vin. Come on, Vin. Vin, Vin. Come back to me. Think about what he just said. Like, I- I'm going to try to process those words. And I love Vinny. I think he's a little off base, but I love him. He's my guy. I wouldn't trade Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes for Kevin Durant. Oh, please. I'm going to repeat that. Vinny wouldn't trade Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes for Kevin Durant. I mean, wow. You know what that would be like? Bozo the Clown could have been the general manager. That's what it could have been like. I'll tell you, I'll take it a step further. Emmanuel Quickly's and, and Quentin Grimes, because they're a package deal. Their family members would drive them to the airport if it meant bringing Kevin Durant to the Knicks. And look, I don't love the way Kevin Durant went about his business and working his way to Phoenix, and that was the only place that he could have been traded to and all those things. I hate that crap. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You know that I don't like it. I've spoken about it a gazillion times. But to say that you don't want him on your team and that he, you know, what would a Kevin Durant do on this team? You can't say that he's going to get hurt. You know, you don't bring in guys for that, even though he has that in his track record. You bring in Kevin Durant to your team or a player of that ilk because they turn you immediately into a championship contender. That's why. Duh. Kevin Durant's a two-time finals MVP. Quentin Grimes may never make it to the NBA Finals in his career. Same with Emmanuel Quickly. Much less be a two-time Finals MVP. Oh. That's what the Knicks are missing. And by the way, this, this version of the Knicks, let's just remind folks, this version of the Knicks, which you might like the way that they're constructed now, and it's a good team, it's a nice team, they're winning games and all those things. Not everybody was on board 100%, right? Not everybody was on board from the get-go that this was right. Because prior to this nine-game win streak, what was the narrative on this team? They were essentially hovering around a 500 squad. They were, not too long ago, still on the playing tournament stage. They weren't even in the top six. And there were questions, and there were questions. And suddenly it's all messed, but you know what? The Knicks had a big winning streak earlier in the season, too, right? Remember in December? They won eight in a row. And you know what they followed up with that? Five straight losses. That's why, man, I keep saying, take care of business tomorrow and then look before you leap when you go out to the West Coast because that could be a reality check trip. What if, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what if they lose all four games out West? What kind of shows are we going to be having next week if they get back and they fail to win a game out there and all of a sudden the wheels are spinning off again? Same old, same old. This is a good team. It's a fun team. But you mean to tell me that if you're Leon Rose and you're the brain trust of the Knicks, let's say let's say you make the playoffs as either the four or the five seed, okay? Let's say you even win a round. Beat Cleveland or whoever you're going to play in the first round. You win a round, but then in round number two, you got to play Milwaukee. And you're out in five games. 
and you could totally see the disparity, much like the Giants. Like, what if the Knicks are essentially the NBA's version of the Giants this year, where they have a good season, they're well-coached, a couple of guys, you know, outperform what you think they were going to do, they win a playoff game, and in this case it would be a series, and then they get matched up against a team in the second round where you start to see the flaws, and you start to see the glaring difference between the two. Giants' case, it was Philadelphia. For the Knicks, it could be Milwaukee. If that happens, you think when the summer arrives that Leon Rose and the front office are just going to sit there with their feet up and say, no, we don't got to do anything. Now we're just going to run it back with this team. Hell, we might not even make a draft pick. Why not? We're good. We like this team. No, of course not. They're going to try to find ways to get better. They're going to go out there and try to incorporate talent that's going to make this team better, as they should. Because making the playoffs tonight, look, I know that it's been a long drought for this team, and the fans and everybody is eager and anxious, and all they want to do is have a winner. That's all they want to do. But you just can't be content with making the playoffs and maybe sneaking in a round. It's about winning a championship. 800-919-3776. More of your Nick calls. We'll also get into the Giants situation and the decision that they have to make by tomorrow involving Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley, one or the other. Grass the show till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Stay off the weed. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hofstra and a nail-biter here, folks. They're in overtime. Less than a minute to play. Down one. UNC Wilmington in the semis of the Colonial Conference Tournament down in D.C. See if the Pride could pull this one out and keep their NCAA tournament dreams alive. UNC just goes up by three, so we'll keep you posted here. Um, Talking Knicks, back at it tomorrow against the Hornets. You can hear the coverage beginning at 7 right here on 98.7 ESPN. And again, I I just want to stress – There's nothing wrong with this team. Like, enjoy this. Right? It's been a long time since you had a season this much fun. I mean, I know that last or two years ago when they made it as a four seed in the COVID year and, you know, Julius Randle was great and they lost to the Hawks and, well, yeah, that was fun. But it's even better. You know, this doesn't feel fluky. But I think it still has an expiration. Meaning you're only going to be able to run it so far with this group. You still need to go out and bring in a reinforcement. 
or two if you want to win a championship. But the Knicks aren't going to win a championship this year. Frankie Putnam, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Frank, how you doing? Great. Good talking to you. I love listening to you. Thanks, Frank. What's going on? See, my idea of a reinforcement is getting more intangible players, like what they just did with Josh, uh, Joshua Hart. Hart's been great. That'll, yeah, that'll play together as a team. I like what Vinny had to say about I don't, I, I don't like the idea of bringing in somebody else's star. I never liked when the Yankees did it, uh, and switching over to baseball, which is a different sport. But just to stay with the Knicks. But that's the, you know what though, Frank? That's the way of the world. I mean, that's the way of the NBA right now. Very few teams. Very few teams. Yeah, but how many teams outside of, let's say, Milwaukee and Boston still hasn't won a championship yet with this group, but Milwaukee was able to do it with Giannis. Okay, Philadelphia still hasn't gotten to the top of the mountain yet. How many of these guys? I mean, think about it. Denver, Denver's got soon to be, if I have any say in it, Denver is soon to have the three-time MVP on their roster. They haven't even made it to the NBA Finals yet, right? So it's hard to just – Golden State are the only ones that got lucky enough to draft three guys that made up a core and were able to win multiple championships together. Mm -hmm. Well, I just think – I just think it's – from a fan standpoint, it's more exciting to go at a slow cook to try and build on it and do it with what you because you you don't you're not there on the you're not you don't have a close look as the Knicks coaching staff does. You might have that superstar with who you have now down the line. You might have it. So to go make it a four for one trade at some point, how do you know you don't have that superstar well, he, he, with Frank, what you have? If you if you have that guy, and I thank you for the phone call. Then what the hell are you waiting for? Put him out there on the floor. Who are we talking about? Who's that guy in the Knicks? The superstar that, that the Knicks think that they have that we haven't necessarily seen. Yet. Let's see. Is it Trevor Keels? Is Trevor Keels that superstar? Is that the guy because they keep giving him the 10-day contracts? They shuttle him from, you know, Westchester to the big club and back and to and fro. They just can't part ways with him? Is it Jericho Sims? You know, they saw him a couple of weeks ago in that dunk contest in Utah on that Saturday night, and they loved the way he went up there, dunked the ball, and was able to take that that letter off the binder clip off the net. Is he the superstar? Is it Isaiah Hartenstein? Is he the guy? And not for nothing. And, and look, I, I got a kick out of when um, – Frank talked about the slow cook. You know, fans enjoy the slow cook. Hey, guys, show of hands right now who are Nick fans. I see you out there. Remember a couple of weeks ago at the Garden on that Saturday night when New Orleans were in town? They honored the 1973 championship team, the golden anniversary. That's 50 freaking years. How's that for a slow cook? It's still cooking. So you could call it, you know, a slow cooker, a crock pot, an air fryer, whatever the hell you want to do. The Knicks have been baking for 50 years trying to find a championship formula and ingredients. And it hasn't happened. And ask any fan out there, they're not happy about it. 50 is enough. You think Jet fans are happy with the slow cook right now? What are we going now with the Jets? What is it, 55 years? Same difference, 55, 56. What's the difference? You know, how about the Rangers?
Rangers. Rangers waited 54 years to win a Stanley Cup. Oh, by the way, who was the guy that was the leader of that team and made it all possible? It was a guy from another team. We're sitting here talking about the Jets trying to find a quarterback. Who's the guy they're trying to get to be their quarterback? He's on another team. Last time I checked, too, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, they were on other teams. Like I said, unless you want to strike gold and win the lottery like the Golden State Warriors and you're going to draft the Curry who falls into your lap, you're going to find Draymond Green, you know, in the second round or whatever the hell they got him, you know, Clay Thompson in the teens, great. That happens once every lifetime if you're lucky. And that's why the hey, these are the same conversations now that we were having over the summer with R.J. Barrett. When R.J. Barrett's name was thrown out there as possibly somebody you had to give up, for Donovan Mitchell. Oh, you can't get rid of uh, of R.J. Barrett. Why? Well, because the Knicks drafted him. That's why. All his things are here. All his belongings. That's why. Hofstra's down five, by the way, with five seconds left in overtime, so they're not going to the NCAA tournament, unfortunately. I like the local representation, but they had a great season, and Speedy will get them to a dance. Trust me. Trust me. 800-919-3776. Let's say hi to Freddie in Brooklyn, who is up next here on 98.7. Freddie, how we doing? Hi, Dan. Great program. Thank you, Fred. What's going on? Yeah, I want to speak a little bit about quickly. Yeah. You know, I've been impressed. I've been impressed with this guy since he was a rookie. And I think he has the potential of blossoming into one of those late for strong picks that became a star. And if you think back into last season... During the latter stages, I think Derrick Rose was injured and he was given the starting point guard position and he did very well. It was during this time when Obi popping out at his best games as a Nick when I think he scored 35 and 41. It was as quickly as the point guard and his turnovers were very few. So, having said that, I would like to ask you all things being equal, mm-hmm. if, a trade, if a trade came up, and you have to give up either RJ or quickly, which one would you more readily do? If I had to trade one of them? All things be equal, yeah. It would probably be quickly. You trade quickly before RJ? Well, remember, here's the thing with quickly. You only got him for one more year after this, right? He's going to be a free agent. So the question becomes, let's just say, remember how Jalen Brunson, who was a guy coming off the bench in Dallas for a while, and then got an opportunity and parlayed that into a $100 million contract with the Knicks. Over the next year and a half, can you see Emmanuel quickly authoring the same type of story for himself that Jalen Brunson did with the Dallas Mavericks to where the Knicks might be at a point where if – Quickly's value keeps going through the roof that there might be a team out there that gives Quickly starter money and pays him way more money than the Knicks are willing to pony up. Then what? That's quite possible. It's quite possible, but do you want him to walk out the door and you get absolutely nothing for him? That's the See, that's the difference. See, RJ, you just paid already, Freddie, and I thank you for the phone call. You re-signed him for a reason, right? You believed in him. Quickly, I love what his role is with this team. And that's why when we had the call a little bit earlier, 
you know, would you think about putting him in the start? No, I, I like him where he is right now. He gives you that. He quickly is going to get some votes this year for sixth man of the year, as he should. It's been great. And that second unit needs a guy like him to be able to give a little bit of a scoring punch. I don't want R.J. Barrett coming off the bench. I like Josh Hart coming off the bench in that role. I think he's been tremendous. I think he fits it to a T. He plays that role perfectly. It's a good mix right now. But don't misconstrue what I'm trying to say. It's a good mix, but it's a good mix that's only going to get you so far. If you want to take this thing to another level, and it's not going to happen this year. But maybe even as soon as next year, if you want that to change, you got to bring in more talent. you got to go get a guy. Because with the exception of probably that Larry Brown Pistons team, from 20 years ago, 2004, that won a championship. Remember, with Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and Tayshawn Prince and Mehmet Okor, those guys. They were the one team in the last, you know, 20, 25 years that didn't have a true superstar. Because I don't think anybody on that team was a, a so-called one. That was a team, T-E-A-M, all came together, played as one, Awesome defensively, and they won a championship. But that's the lone example. Every other title contend, every other champion had a stud, a true number one. Knicks don't have that guy yet. They got good players, but they don't have a number one. 800-919-3776, the telephone number, more of your calls. We'll also get into the giant stuff as well. We're halfway home. We roll till 10. Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. KD, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. The run is over for Hofstra. They fall six points short in OT to UNC Wilmington. Great year for Speedy Claxton. Aaron Estrada was really good. 25 points in the loss tonight. Uh, they'll probably go to the NIT and hopefully they get a home game or two, you know, as long as they can keep this thing going and they can play out there on Long Island, pack the joint, and, you know, give their chan- their fans a chance to kind of celebrate a little bit here because they really had a great run. And that's that's the crummy part about, I mean, it adds a lot of excitement and intrigue, but it's also the reason why I necessarily am not the biggest fan of the conference tournament because when you have a team like Hofstra who plays in the Colonial which is a one-bid league, and these, you know, the majority of these mid-majors are, when you have the one-bid league, one slip up there in the conference tournament, and that's it. And I just think that when you play ball and you have a season to where you're playing, you know, 30-plus games from November all the way right up until March, November, December, January, you know, for four, four-and-a-half months, I think that that should carry more weight than four lousy days of a conference tournament. 
I almost think the autumn, you know what I mean? The, the the first place winner, the team that wins the conference during the regular season over a prolonged period of time, they're the ones that should be rewarded. They're the ones that should get the automatic bid and go to the dance. This conference tournament is just a money grab more than anything else. That's all it is. For the conferences, the networks, you name it. Just so they could have something to air on TV this week. Like I said, it's exciting, but if you are that team like Hofstra who shared the regular season title with uh, the College of Charleston and you get bounced, not even in the final, but in the semis, you got another show for it. You got a trip to the NIT. But great year nonetheless, and uh, hopefully they can go on a deep run in that tournament. Talking Knicks, they'll try to make it 10 in a row coming up tomorrow. When they host the Charlotte Hornets Bing over in Madison Square Garden. Let's say hi to Danny in New Jersey. He's up next here on 98.7. Dan, how are we doing? All right, Dan, fine. Uh, from a historical perspective, mm-hmm. I, I say, what is the rush? When, when the Knicks got Carmelo Anthony, they gave up a whole bunch of players. How well did that work out? When the Nets got Pierce and Garnett, to a lead, you know, two uh, superstars supposedly. How well did that work? But out? the Nets guys the, were old the, men. The, Remember when, that? When, they were old men, okay. though. They were dinosaurs. I understand. I understand. Well, listen. How you know, Mr. Durant is 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 breaking down, and quite frankly, do you want a guy? I understand how great the guy is, Dan, but do you want a guy that at least twice wanted out of his contract? I mean, what kind of a guy is this guy? He wants out of a contract that he signs? Dan, 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 I just used Kevin Durant as an example as one of the best players in the NBA. I'm not saying that the Knicks should target him. No way am I saying that because it's not practical. I'm just using that as an example. So take any upper echelon number one player. You know, there's, I would say, five, six, seven of them maybe in the league. That's the type of guy that they would ideally like to bring in here. Fine. But how do you? How do you get them? This topic that you brought up yeah. has been going on for years and years. What's the rush, historically speaking? They've got to be wise about this. Well, don't That's you want to win? They, I mean, Dan, don't you want to win? Like I said, they it's are been winning. 50. They're winning now, no, and they're Dan. not going to win a championship. Dan. Well, on. that's what I'm saying. What's the goal? Isn't it to win a championship? Come on. Come on. I mean, what's the goal in life? When you wake up in the morning and you step foot out of the house, Goals to be great each day, is it not? Not just to be average, mediocre. You're going to get a cup of coffee. Get a great cup of coffee, not an average one. You're going to get a sandwich for lunch. Make it a great sandwich, damn it. Not an average one. It's been 50 years since this team won a championship. 50. You know how many other franchises that we don't think of as flagship franchises? Historical franchises, legendary franchises. You know how many of those teams have won titles in the NBA in the last 50 years? And not the Knicks. They're worth more than any team in the sport. Not the Knicks. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks have won championships. San Antonio's, the San Antonio Spurs, which is one of the smallest markets. In professional sports, much less the NBA, the Spurs were able to build a dynasty, and they got lucky. They got lucky. They stunk at the right time. The ping-pong balls went their way. Remember, it was supposed to be the Boston Celtics. 
Did that just happen live, by the way? With Chattanooga sinking that game-winning three? It did. Oh, no, it didn't. And that was I was about to say, I was like, oh, my gosh. Not again, because I lost track of the game. Okay. Where was I? San Antonio, remember, Boston was the team that had the worst record that year. But the ping-pong balls fell the way of the San Antonio Spurs, and they got Tim Duncan. And then on and on and on it went. And they got the right superstar for the right town, for the right market, and the rest is history. Right? It's about winning championships. The Toronto freaking Raptors have won a championship more recently than the New York Knicks. And how did they win that championship, by the way, boys and girls? How did they? Because at the time they had a true stud. They had a number one in Kawhi Leonard. He was only there for a year, but the one year he was there, he paid it off and he won him a title. And who the hell cares that he walked out of town, he went to LA because he wanted to go home. He delivered a championship. That's the answer! It's the only answer. And maybe, you know, the reason we're sitting here, and we're sitting here, at least some of us, are talking about, oh, you know, this is great, I love the way that they're winning. Yeah, because it's been so long between drinks. It's been ages since you even had any sort of prosperity that you can be proud of. So right now being, what is it, 12 over 500, you think that they might as well hang a banner. You know, maybe they are going to have a ceremony there tomorrow. I could check. I know some people over there. I'm going to be, I'm doing the game tomorrow. So before we sign on, I will check to see are the Knicks going to have a pregame ceremony. I'll check with Ray. Going to have a pregame ceremony tomorrow to unveil a banner 12 games over 500. Like that's something that we should be celebrating. Can't think like that. Enjoy this, yeah. But the bigger goal should be winning the whole damn thing. Mike in the Bronx up next. Mike, how are you? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Michael, what's going on, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm just calling in. I'm just loving this Nick Wave right now. Uh, It's definitely, uh, you know, a great feeling. You know, like you keep saying, it's been a long time. You know, I just recently, you know, turned 41. So, uh Boy, I've been suffering for a long time. That's right. You know, I've been a kid. I've been a Nick fan since a kid. But uh, I had a question for you. Uh, the same way you bring up Kawhi Leonard, uh, if you added Kawhi Leonard just straight, add him to this team right here, do you think he can do the same thing he did in Toronto for us? This version of Kawhi Leonard, which is what, three years later? Mm-hmm. With the injuries... Yeah, that's what concerns me, that injury. Well, I mean, obviously we don't have to worry about this year. I mean, it's not happening this year. But do I think Kawhi Leonard is like – do I think – how about this? Do I think the Clippers are winning a championship with Kawhi Leonard as the main focal point of them? I'm not so sure anymore. Right. I'm not so sure. Guy's been through a lot. You know, I mean, think about it. He didn't play last year. He missed the whole damn season. And – he barely plays this year. It's, you know, with the load management and all that other stuff, it's, you know, he comes and goes as he pleases. Now, look, Kawhi, you're talking about a guy who's a finals MVP two times over. So that is when his value is at its absolute peak. Let's see what he does this year in the playoffs for the Clippers. If he somehow takes them on a deep run to the finals, maybe. But I'm just not confident about it. Right. They need to go get that guy, Mike. You know what I mean? I, and, look, I know it's not going to happen this year. they got to go get a number one. It's as simple as that. And we thank Michael for the call as we lost him there. 
look, I'm not telling you not to enjoy this season. It's been fun. It's been really fun. And you know what? There's going to be more good times ahead, too. 16 more games. Enjoy them. Playoffs. Go win a series. But just be realistic. And realize that when it's all said and done and whenever the season comes to an end, they're going to have to go out there and they are still going to have to get better. Because you can't just keep rolling the same team out and hope amongst hope that you're going to find your way out of the conference. It's not going to happen. You know, think about Toronto. I, you know, now we're, we're on this Toronto thing. Let's keep going back to it. How many years did the Toronto Raptors have really good teams in the Eastern Conference? Remember when Dwayne Casey was the coach? Like, there were seasons where they were winning the division. They were the, you know, one seed or the two seed, whatever it was. They had home court advantage. They were winning upwards of 55-plus games each and every year. And they would get eliminated every single time they ran into a guy named who? LeBron James. And it, it made Dwayne Casey lose his job. And then Toronto decided, well, we got to go out there and we got to upgrade the talent. You know what they did? They brought in a guy like Kawhi Leonard. And then lo and behold, what happened? They won an NBA championship. LeBron also got out of the way, but still. You know, he went to the Lakers. He went to the Western Conference, but still, still won it. They still won it. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. More calls, plus we'll get into the Giants stuff. And the deadline and the decision that they have in front of them coming up tomorrow. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. This isn't North Dakota. This is New York. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Knicks are actually getting some help right now out of town from the Boston Celtics. They've got an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter, about ten minutes to play in Cleveland. And remember, this is a shorthanded Celtics team tonight. No Tatum. No Robert Williams, no Al Horford. But they still got an eight-point lead, and they've really been in control pretty much all night long. Jalen Brown a couple assists away from a triple-double, believe it or not. So that would be a huge, huge boost for the Knickenbockers if Boston's able to do them a little bit of a solid here. Shorthanded, on the road, back-to-back, and picking up a victory to help the Knicks in the standings. Remember, they would be even in the loss column with the Cleveland Cavaliers if the Celtics are able to hold on and win this game. But nine and a half minutes in the NBA, come on, that's an eternity. So let's see how it all shapes itself out. Speaking of an eternity, that's how long it seems like the Giants and Daniel Jones have been back and forth about trying to decide what's the best way to get this whole contract thing straightened out. Because that's where we're at, right? Tomorrow's the day, though, where we're going to have an answer one way or the other. Because tomorrow's the day where the franchise tag has to be administered to one of your free agents. Now, whether that's exclusive, non-exclusive, I mean, in the Giants' case, it's going to be exclusive. And you know that he's going to be their guy. Question becomes, at what price? In a perfect world, Giants would love to be able to get Daniel Jones' name on a contract. That's why his agents flew into New Jersey. That's why they were at the facility all day. They might even still be there now. They might have ordered out, you know, some dinner, and they still might be sitting around a table trying to crunch numbers and that sort of thing. Because that's the ideal way to go. If you can avoid having to absorb a $32 million hard cap hit for this season to give the Giants more flexibility to go out there and add talent 
and to surround Daniel Jones with some playmakers and guys that are going to make him more effective and better at his job, well, that's what it should be, right? Here's Dan Graziano, SportsCenter, or excuse me, on Get Up, talking about the situation right now involving the Giants and Daniel Jones. I just called my sons who are in fifth grade. I told them to drop out of school and just go throw a ball. Daniel Jones <laughs> mm-hmm. is going to get 40 plus million dollars? That's what it sounds like. Listen, I don't want to kill Daniel Jones. He earned his money last year. He played better. Seven months ago, Daniel Jones went into this season with 50 touchdowns and 49 turnovers. And now we're talking about paying him like $300,000 a month less than Patrick Mahomes? Uh, that's, that is mind-boggling to me. Because if you're the Giants... <laughs> Who else is paying him this money? Mm-hmm. Who else? If, if you don't give him this money and, and, and he hits the market, who's paying him 40-plus million dollars? 35, I'm cool with. 30, 35 million dollars, I can understand. For a guy that we're going to sit here and say, D- you, did the what? you didn't turn the ball over last year? We're paying you 42-plus million dollars a year? I can't wrap my brain around that. I can't, I, I can't comprehend that. I, I, I understand the whole market. I can't wrap my head around that one. That was Dan Orlovsky, not Graziano, by the way. That's my mistake. But these are some of the numbers that are being tossed about. How much should this guy be worth, and how much should the Giants dig in? Now, again, the whole AAV number, I, I, I can't urge you enough that don't take that as literally as it's being just splashed everywhere. Okay, they're going to structure the contract regardless of when you do your division. Everybody likes to do a division, right? Everybody remembers math class in fourth grade and all those things. So when you get the total value of the contract, the number of years, you divide, you're like, oh, there's your AAV. It doesn't matter. that, It doesn't mean that that number is what is on your cap. Okay, this thing is sprinkled out. The thing that matters is how much guaranteed money are you getting? And if so, when is that money being presented to you on an annual payout, meaning if you don't like the player and the player gets hurt or the player struggles and then you realize, you know what, maybe there's a better alternative elsewhere, when can you get out of the contract, right? When can you get out of it? So it doesn't matter what AAV is. Now, Geno Smith, by comparison, he got a new deal today, right before we got on the air, as a matter of fact. Three years, $105 million. $52 million of that is in the first year. Geno Smith may not see all $105 million. Not fully guaranteed. At least I haven't seen that. So if you do the math, that's $35 million a year, right? Okay, does that number work for Seattle? Well, think about it. It's $35 million a year. Well, then why is Geno Smith getting 52 in the first year? That's more for 35. Yes, because these teams structure the contracts differently. You know, look at the Derek Carr deal that we began the program talking about today. Carr's going to get $60 million in the first two years of the deal. And the AAV is about 37 and a half, which is more than 60 million over the first two years. It's all how this thing is structured. And the teams are going to structure a contract to how it's going to benefit them the most. So what the Giants could do is this. If you're hung up on this 40 number, you have a couple of options. A, you inflate the AAV so the final year number of the contract won't be fully guaranteed. So it's going to look like this big, gaudy number, but it's not going to mean anything. Or 
You can guarantee more of the entire contract to keep that total number down a bit. To where then, okay, let's see it totals out. I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's say it's $90 million, even though it's not going to be. Let's say it's $90 million, right? But we're going to guarantee all $90 million, but the AAV is only going to be, let's say, $30 million a year, which comes in less than a guy like Geno Smith, for example, and less than a guy like Derek Carr. But if you give Daniel Jones $90 million, you think he cares? He'd get $90 million bucks. So those are the options that these teams have, and those are just two examples. They're going to do a deal that they see is best for them. Now, is that a contract, or is it going to be the franchise tag? And then what's the trickle-down effect with the rest of the roster and guys that they hope to bring in and maybe guys that they hope to even keep that are on this team? Giants got to do something. They've identified the guy. They think he's the quarterback. Now you got to make a deal that is good for both sides. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Got to get into some baseball stuff, too, over the final hour. Dan Grosser Show. We roll till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>